Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to this special bonus New Year's episode of the Mindful Math Podcast. In this episode, I am sharing all about my takeaways and reflections and lessons learned from the past year. I hope that by sharing all of these things, that it will spark some ideas for you as you're thinking about what you've learned from the past year and what you want to do differently or, you know, take with you into the new year. So let's jump right in. You know, now that I'm two years into building Mindful Math Coach, I realized that I have gone through very similar stages each time I do something new. And it looks something like this. It usually starts out with a combination of excitement and ignorance, moves into fear, right? So there's an awareness that there is so much to learn and I might not even know what those things are. And so that makes me a little bit scared. Then doubt tends to creep in. So I start questioning my abilities and that feeling that I'm just not good enough to be doing what I'm doing and who am I to be in this position. Then there's usually a little bit of a shift where I start making some headway. I've learned enough and, you know, done the thing enough to start feeling like, okay, I'm making some headway in some areas. Then there's usually one or more setbacks (laughs) followed by some clarity, some progress, some continued growth. And then, you know, there's like I cycle back through some of these as different things happen and different things come up. Now, I went through these stages as a new teacher. And again, when I became a math coach, and I know that many of you are going through this process as well because you've shared it with me. I've talked with a number of math coaches who are in their first year, and a lot of these things have come up. The feeling of overwhelm, the feeling of not knowing where to start, um, the feeling, you know, the doubt that that can come up. And so I just kind of realized that, you know, I went through a lot of these same things and I still am going through a lot of these same things in my new endeavor, building an online business. So with all of this as a frame, I just want to share, you know, a few of the things that have come up as I think back on 2021, because most of my learnings are around the business building effort. That's what I'm mainly focused on right now. But I do think there's a lot of parallels and similarities between, you know, what I'm doing and what you may be doing, whether you're teaching a new course, whether you're in, you know, a new grade level, you're at a new school, or you're in a new role. Maybe it's your first or second year teaching, or maybe it's your first year teaching in person, or maybe it's your first year as a coach or a specialist or an interventionist or a principal. Whatever situation you're in, listen along, see what strikes you. All right. So the first thing that popped up for me when I thought back on the past year is that this past year, I really got to know myself at a, on a deeper level. And I learned that the more I know about myself, the, the easier it is to make decisions, the easier it is to strategize, um, and it gives me clar- clarity. So there were two ways that this really happened for me this year. One was through the strengths finder test, and the other one was learning about human design. Now, strengths finder I had taken years ago, but I was in a program this past spring where they wanted um, 
you know, a newer version of it. They wanted it within the past year or something like that. So I took the test again and I actually did have some different results than I'd had the first time. And when I read the report about, you know, all my my strengths, but mainly focused in on the top five, it really helped me get clearer about the type of support that I want to offer uh, based on what I'm really amazing at and what comes easily to me that can help others and what I enjoy doing. And that was just interesting because it kind of reminded me that like we can all make a difference and we can all um, accomplish our objective or our goal, but we don't it doesn't have to look the same for everyone and that we should play to our strengths. This can relate to you as well if you're comparing yourself to the teacher next door or the leader next door and just realizing that like the way they're doing something doesn't work for you necessarily. Um, I would just encourage you to find out your strengths or really think about your strengths and try to play to those strengths because there's more than one way to get there. We don't have to all get there the same way. And so um, knowing your strengths and playing to your strengths, I think, can be really helpful. So for me, um, you know, my top five are learner, futuristic, connectedness, relater, and restorative. So reading some of the things that it says, um, let's see here. It says, learner, you probably take notes on key points. As you accumulate lots of information, you disregard what is unrelated and you pay heed to what is really important. The more you reflect on what you know, the more problems begin to reveal themselves and eventually solutions start taking shape in your mind. Finally, given the situation, you select the best plan from your list of options. And then futuristic is also strategic thinking. So my top two were strategic thinking. It says instinctively you generate ideas quickly. You draw clever linkages between facts, events, people, problems, or solutions. You present others with numerous options at a pace some find dizzying. Your innovative thinking tends to foster ongoing dialogue between and among the group's participants. So seeing these two pop up as my top two strengths really like narrowed my focus into this idea of strategy. And how can I help other people with strategy? And when I realized that, I was like, oh, this seems so obvious now that that that's the right like, level for me. That's where I can make the biggest difference because it is so natural for me and I can generate ideas so quickly and I can I have accumulated lots of information, but I know what doesn't matter and I pay attention to what really is. And I can present it to others in a very like um, clear way to help them take action and kind of uh, like work through the noise. And then I had two about relationship building, so connectedness and relater. And so that's where it started to make sense to me about why I'm drawn to build these communities of practice, why it is that, you know, I've created this container for math coaches and specialists to come together and learn from each other while also um, gaining the skill of the role and getting coaching from me. But it's kind of that combination of all of those things together and that fact that I'm, I'm a natural bridge builder and I can help people connect and relate and work through their situations just 
in this group setting. All right, so then the second way that I learned more about myself is through human design. And so I'd say that if, you know, the strength finder kind of helped me figure out what to offer and what different kinds of services or programs I wanted to have in the mindful math coach, like, suite of offerings. But human design is really helping me with the how. So how I invite people to work with me, how I balance work with other things, and how I can find success using different strategies that may be different than the way that other online business owners do so. So if you've never heard of human design, um, you know, I hadn't either till about a year ago, but if you've never heard of it and you're kind of curious about it, like this idea of finding out your unique energy type intrigues you, I really do encourage you to learn more about it. I have a friend uh, and sometimes business coach (laughs) Her name is Haley Rogers, and she's an expert on this topic of human design. You could look her up on Instagram under, uh, she's at Her Simplified Life. And she is a person that I I did a one-on-one human design reading for me. So she saw my chart and shared with me what the different pieces meant. And I also ended up doing a three-month summer group coaching program with her. It turns out that I'm a projector. There's five different types, and I'm a projector, which means that I'm here to guide. And how aligned is that to the strength of of strategy? Um, So it's more about guiding others than like being a doer, like a busy bee myself. So here's part of the description that I read when I first learned about this. It says, projectors are here to guide. And their focus should be on knowing how to best utilize the gifts and energetic resources of the other types. You have a capacity to see the bigger picture and recognize the value and talents of others, and as a result, can bring people together. I mean, boom, right? Honestly, it was so helpful to hear how I can adapt my working style to maximize my energy and contribute my gifts and to do so in an aligned way. And there were other people in the program, you know, where I would hear Haley's advice or response to them that was different than than what she had advised me. And that was because we were different energy types. So again, if you're in your role and it just doesn't feel like it's working for you, it could be really interesting to find out what your energy type is and like, what does that mean for the way you are approaching your work? I. Like one of the reasons that I've waited almost seven months to release a new podcast episode was because of what I learned about being a projector. And it's also the reason that I'm evolving my approach to marketing and sales and why I no longer feel guilty for how much I've backed off of social media. Some of these things are like unheard of in the online business space. Like you're supposed to release a new episode every single week. Like you're supposed to do, you know, certain things with um, marketing and sales in a way that I'm choosing not to do. There, There's like recommendations for how often you should be posting on social media. And I'm breaking all of these rules because I feel like they're just not aligned with me and who I am. And it feels so much better to take 
aligned action. And guess what? My business hasn't suffered at all because of it. In fact, things are going better than ever. And I believe that it's because I'm playing to my strengths and I'm taking action in this aligned way. And it's a way that works for me. So again, if you're like, I know I have this skills to be a really great teacher or a really great leader, but like something just feels off, I don't know, could be something to check out. So Haley's at her simplified life on Instagram. And, you know, of course you can Google it too. All right. So the second big takeaway for me moving into 2022 is that worthiness is where it's at for me. So a few years ago, my word of the year, you know, when words of the year started becoming popular, mine was self-love a couple years ago, even though it's two words I know. And I worked on it a bit. I tried to remind myself to show more compassion, but honestly, I'm not sure how much progress I really made. I feel like I'm always, always on a personal growth journey. And this year, it's become abundantly clear to me that I I still have a ways to go when it comes to feeling fully worthy and giving myself the self-love that I know intellectually I deserve. My brain can tell me that, but I don't always feel it. Building a business has brought up so many new experiences that have triggered this unworthiness in me to the point where it, you know, it's really showed up and I'm it's staring me right in the face as something I need to work on. Something as simple as when someone unsubscribes from my email list or when people don't sign up for a new workshop that I'm running or if they don't come to a webinar that they did sign up for or, you know, if we're exchanging emails about the possibility of working together and then they just stop replying. I can tell myself it's not personal. And again, logically, intellectually, I know it's not personal. And I also know that rejection comes with the territory as a business owner. And so it's not that I'm concerned that those things are happening, like they're going to happen. But what I've noticed is this pattern in myself. And it's in the way that I respond when these things happen. My response is letting me know that I need to strengthen my own internal belief and just knowing that I am worthy so that I'm not gauging my value on other people's responses to me or certain numbers in my business, whether it's number of email subscribers or how many people unsubscribe or how many clients I have or how much revenue I've generated. The truth is that I struggled with this as an educator and coach as well. So making my students' assessment data or teacher retention numbers mean something about me and my value, which is different, by the way, from using the numbers as a way of measuring progress and just determining if you're on track or not, right? It's different to say these numbers are low and and it means that I'm a failure then versus These numbers are low, and it means that I need a new strategy, or I need to keep looking for solutions. So just some food for thought on how this might apply to you. I've also realized that my tendency to be hard on myself causes me to undervalue what I have to offer. 
Over the past year, there's been a lot of signs letting me know that I have been undercharging for my services. And as I've gained more confidence in myself, I have started raising them. But I know there's a big connection between how I value myself and my experience and my expertise and my unique skill set and ultimately how successful my business will be. So I know that time is of the essence for me to build up that self-love. And if this is an area that you struggle with too, I'd invite you to look at how it's showing up for you in your life, at work, in relationships, in your thoughts and actions, and ultimately how you feel and how much you enjoy or do not enjoy your life. All right. My third big takeaway from 2021 is that I think I will always want a coach. The focus might change, but I believe coaches accelerate my growth. I've seen that again and again in different areas of my life, whether it's when I had my own math coach, um, life coaching. I had a potty training coach at one point for my son. And you may, you know, have a personal trainer or a nutritionist or a leadership coach. There's so many different types of coaches out there and coaches that that coach in different areas. You know, for example, my friend Shada recently started coaching married couples along with her husband, Dwayne. And Dan and I had a, had the opportunity to participate in their first six-week cohort. And it was amazing. I learned so much from these two who have been married for 17 years and have this, you know, passionate and joyful and really alive marriage, and they have three kids. Um, So they have the kind of relationship that, you know, we aspire to. And so from learning from them and being able to apply that learning, our relationship is better because of it. Another example is that I'm currently in a six-month group coaching program called The Expressed Life, and it's helping me get closer to realizing my dream of living a more joyful and peaceful life by building new habits and reprogramming my subconscious beliefs. So no matter what, I always want to grow, and I've found that having a guide, a trusted mentor or coach Someone who's been in my shoes before and reached a new level that I want to be at or I want to have in my life, that it just makes sense for me to learn from them with their support. Not only will I get there faster, but I'll enjoy the journey more because I'm not alone. So in this six-month group coaching program, there are seven of us going through the modules together and meeting on a weekly group coaching call. And so I'm able to learn from them and, you know, see their milestones that they're hitting and the wins they're having, and also learn from the struggles that they're having and um, how they work through those and the kind of coaching they get from our leader, Dr. Nicole Ponda. And finally, having a coach or being in a program like that provides accountability for me too, which helps me take action. All right, here's a counterexample on that. Last summer, I purchased a course to help me learn how I can help my own kids with their reading. And I've yet to finish it. I've worked through a couple of the modules, but not all of them. 
And I think that's because it was just, uh, there's no accountability that comes with it. It's not, there's no coaching that comes with it and no like pacing us through anything. And so my motivation and my like dedication to it waned after a little while. So I don't know. That's another thing. Sometimes I join programs or I get a coach to help me hold myself accountable for following through. So if you are like me and you're a person who's always striving to do your best and be your best, it's likely you already have a coach in one or more areas of your life. But going into 2022, you might want to consider if there are any other areas that you'd like to work on with the help of a coach. And on that note, if you're interested in hearing more about Shada's marriage coaching, you can find her on Instagram at all things after the ring. And of course, if you're looking for a coach to help you maximize your efforts with math, teaching, and learning, look no further than yours truly. Alrighty, so before I hop off, let me run through my three main takeaways from 2021 for you to consider bringing along with you into 2022. They are, number one, the more you understand yourself, the better. Number two, worthiness and self-love are essential to have, but may take work to cultivate. And number three, if you're new at something or want to reach greater heights than you've ever done before, get a coach. I hope it was interesting to hear my takeaways from the past year. I would love to hear what some of your biggest lessons were from 2021. So think about it and send me a note. And until we meet again in the next episode, I'm sending positive energy and math love your way. Take care. Thank you.